Hi, this is Joe Shannon. I'm a lawyer, a husband, a father of six kids, and I also uh, host a podcast called Opening Statement with Joe Shannon. Please consider listening to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and any other folks that host podcasts. Just Google Joe Shannon and podcast and you'll find it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Today Hello. we're speaking with Kelsey Robinson, number Hi. 23. How are you, Kelsey? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So where do you, are you speaking to us from? You're usually all over the world. Where are you today? Um, I'm in my home in Manhattan Beach. Um, like two weeks ago, the league in Turkey was postponed. So I'm home in America now. So we're, we're speaking on April 3rd, 2020. And this is a, uh, a really odd time for the world, especially a world traveler like you, because heck, I was looking, uh, doing some research for this interview and I see that you, uh, just to give the, the uh, listeners a little bit of background on you, you've played professionally in China, Italy, Puerto Rico, and Turkey. And you're most recently playing for a club in Turkey. Is that right? Yeah, I'm playing for Fenerbahce Sports Club. It's um, one of the most famous like sports clubs in the world just because of their soccer and basketball team as well. Wow. So um, for such a young lady, the, the resume that you've built over your lifetime is pretty darn amazing. And I, um, it's sure a pleasure to talk to you. Um, why don't we do this? I, I, you know, I, I'll get into some of the, the, um, I, I found the, the sport accolades, you know, amazing, obviously. I mean, you're a, uh, you're a world champion. Uh, I think the, were you, was your team the first, uh, world champion for, uh, women's volleyball in the U S yes. Wow. So you're a pioneer there, and then you were an Olympian, all sorts of these great things. But I found almost more interesting all of your uh, your interests outside of uh, volleyball, which I hope to to be able to ask about. And I um, I, I stumbled on um, a pretty cool website uh, called Kelsey and Brian TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you're the one that created that. Yeah, um, kind of in like 2015, um, I was playing in Italy, and at that point, I wasn't in Champions League, which um, is another league outside of the league that you're in. Um, you play like the best of Europe, so you have a little bit more free time. Um, and I was traveling when we would have like two days off. I would fly from like Venice to Berlin and like all these different places. Um, and I just had a lot of free time when you're living overseas. You're alone for a majority of the day and um, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do with yourself and so um, I just started writing. Um, my sister really encouraged me to write and um, to take photos and put it all on paper and stuff and so that year I created a website um, and it was kind of me and my sister who put it all together and then uh, fast forward I met my uh, fiance like two or three years later I can't actually remember but um 
Yeah, so we kind of, he was a creative design major at Stanford and we put together like a full package of um, kind of updating the website, putting together a YouTube channel and like photography on my Instagram and everything. I tell you, I, I'm looking at the this website as we speak and, and these images are just amazing of, uh, you know, Thank you. Uh, Prague, uh, Istanbul and all these different places. And I'm like, gosh, I want to go to these places. I've, <laughs> I've never been to Montenegro or Dubrovnik or any of these places. And I definitely want to go. And I'm, um, uh, so this is this is a, a world class website. It's got uh, travel stuff, shopping. Uh, it looks like it's got some recipes, all that type of stuff. So yeah, not only you're so you're you're a Renaissance woman. <laughs> I just I think for me, um, I came from a journalism background, and photography has been a passion of mine since I was like a little kid and got my first camera. Um, and I think like with volleyball being like 90% of what I do, I think there you have to kind of find balance in this website and getting my creativity out and having an outlet to do all that stuff um, has really helped me to find that balance. You know, um, what I, what I always like to do in these interviews is to um, let the, let the uh, listeners understand where you came from. So if, could you introduce where, where exactly you came from and, and your upbringing? Yeah. So I was uh, born and raised in Bartlett, Illinois. Um, and then I went to St. Francis high school in Wheaton and I played volleyball at sports performance um, in the Naperville area. And I kind of, I played basketball for a long time um, and that was my first love. And then volleyball was kind of a cross training for me. Um, and then eventually I just decided that I wanted to pursue volleyball full time. And um, in my sophomore year, I think I signed uh, to play for the University of Tennessee um, and I got a, a full ride scholarship there. And then um, at my junior year at Tennessee, I decided to transfer to the University of Nebraska for my senior year. Um, and that ultimately got me to the national team, um, just having that connection. Um, John Cook for University of Nebraska has a really great connection to the national team. Um, and that's kind of how I got into professional volleyball. And it was just kind of a series of very fortunate events. So, wow. So, I, I don't, so a lot of listeners won't understand um, what, how big volleyball is, especially women's volleyball is in the world. Can you describe for us what it's like to play uh, volleyball professionally in in Turkey, in China, Italy? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And it's really interesting just because um, volleyball in a lot of countries, especially Europe, is either the second or the third biggest sport um, in their country. And it has a huge following. And um, like growing up in volleyball and like going to college for volleyball, I, I never really thought I would have a pro career just because we don't hear about it. Like we don't, there's no pro league in America. And you kind of just think, okay, after college, I'll get, you know, a real job. I won't keep playing. Um, and then as I, went to the national team and I, my first uh, tournament with the national team was the year we won gold at world championships. And that was kind of my first experience and like learning about what pro volleyball actually is. Um, and then I signed to play in China that year. 
but yeah, it has a huge following overseas. Um, we're in Turkey and in Italy, gyms are sold out and you're playing for eight months and it's just, it's really popular and really, really fun. And it's amazing to play in huge crowds and it's kind of interesting to come back for the summer and play for the national team and nobody knows what we do. I'll be on a plane <laughs> and somebody will be like, Oh, you're a pro volleyball player. Like, can you make money doing that? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so let me, let, let me see if I understand. So you're, you get out of college, you, you make the national team, you guys win the world championships, and then you're off to playing in China. Tell, tell me, um, first of all, I don't know if people understand how big China is. I think this latest stat that I saw was that there's a hundred cities in China with more than a million people. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and so um, you get to China, you're in your early twenties, you're, uh, you're, you're signed with the club. Tell, tell us what it's like and how many people go to these matches and are, are they on TV and all that type of stuff? Yeah. So there's kind of a difference between all the leagues. You have Italy, Turkey, Russia, a lot of European leagues, Poland, and then you have your Asian leagues, which is China, Japan, uh, Philippines, et cetera. Um, and so China being my first experience, I think a lot of players don't really go to China until they're ready to retire and kind of cash in a little bit. It's kind of known for having higher paychecks, but um, I signed, or I wasn't planning to play pro, um, and I was kind of like, oh, OK, I have this chance on the national team. You know, I'll continue my pro career if I make this roster. And then I made that roster. And then I was like, OK, if I make this one, I'll definitely continue. And then we won world championships. And I was like, OK, I'm going to be a pro volleyball player. Um, so I didn't sign my contract to China until like July, which is incredibly late. And it was kind of the only thing open at that time. Um, and it ended up being a huge blessing because uh, China and their leagues, you just train really hard and really long hours. And like I said, I didn't know what pro volleyball was. I didn't know what it looked like or what it meant kind of. So um, I was kind of just along for the ride. And it was the best thing because we trained and we trained and we trained just hour after hour all day, every day um, with like very few days off. But that was like my first experience. And so I got so many reps and just learning the ball, learning the game, the speed of the game, it was, I mean, it's different. And if you don't get that experience right away, it's very hard to make it professionally. Um, so I was really thankful for that experience, but um, a lot of life lessons. Uh, the place I was staying in didn't have clean water. So uh, I would go to the 7-Eleven at the bottom of my apartment and buy a gallon of water um, like every two days and use that to shower with um just to have like clean water to shower with um you can't eat the meat in china a lot of the like internet problems and everything it, it's very difficult uh you kind of grow up really really fast um but it was incredible to play for that team i had i loved the girls um the gyms were sold out and i ended up going back two years later that's great so so then tell me about you know i i you know, a lot of uh, professional athletes, um, they talk about their support network. So back then, um, I'm assuming that you had some, you know, heck, you're, you're a young lady, you're, you're living, gosh, thousands of miles away from home, and you're bathing in gallons of water. <laughs> Did you have a support network 
there for you? Um, I had, I mean, obviously I would be able to call my parents or my sister or friends and, um, with that, with the time difference, like I would just wait until they got up and would talk to them and everything. But, um, really I didn't have anybody. I had another foreigner, but she was Turkish and spoke Turkish. And so they kind of took me in a little bit and would help. Um, actually there was another American on the men's team there at the time. And I remember like two weeks in, I was just so lost and confused that I like went up to his room and like knocked on because he lived in the same apartment building. And I knocked on the door and he asked me if I was okay. I just started crying. (laughs) I couldn't get food. Like I didn't, I don't even remember. I think I was just so hungry and I couldn't figure out how to go to the grocery store. Uh, which is always a problem overseas. It's like the first thing I try to tackle when I go to a new country. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just was like, do you have any food? (laughs) So (laughs) I had people like there to kind of guide me and help me. But as far as like growing up, that was the biggest experience I had. You know, I, um, when when, um, I interview athletes, there's, you know, um, I always like to, to find out when that turning point was, I mean, so you're, um, you're a volleyball player, uh, growing up, you're mostly a basketball player. And then you decided to, to turn to, to volleyball. When was that turning point? And there must've been a number of turning points in your career where you got that confidence to believe that you could really make it number national stage uh, and then number two on the international stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think playing multiple sports was a really big blessing for me because um, kind of when I was a sophomore and junior and tried to, to like fully dedicate myself to volleyball, a lot of the girls around me were plateauing or, you know, that's probably as good as they're going to get because they had only focused on this sport for so long. And, my passion for volleyball was like just starting and just like sparking and I really couldn't get enough of it. And I think I had so much room for improvement and so much more to go that um, it was like really exciting. I don't think I ever knew I was going to play professionally. I didn't think I was good enough. I think I always, you know, had that dream or goal to like go to the Olympics and stuff, but I didn't really know, you know, if that was real for me. Um, I think I just always worked really, really hard. And, you know, I was the kid who was in there first, like the last to leave always, even throughout college. And so um, I just really think I got lucky. You know, one thing kind of led to the next. And still to this day, I'm, you know, kind of shocked that I am where I am. Or like when I have success, you know, sometimes I feel like it wasn't really deserved or I just feel very lucky to be here. You know, I, I, um, I've seen uh, a lot of athletes come and go, and uh, it seems to me that uh, one of the things that, you know, you, you can have great potential. That's, that's, that's all great. And you can have great potential in a lot of things. You can be great potential and uh, in the business world, et cetera. But, you know, I got to believe that unless that great potential meets uh, the spirit and the will to put in the hard work uh it just doesn't get to the point where you make it happen for sure 
Yeah, I think that's 100% true. I think being hungry is, you know, the difference between the people who make it and the ones that are successful. Yeah, I um, so just a background for the listeners. So there's not many players in the college uh, ranks that go from one conference, like the unbelievable SEC and becomes all SEC, and then you transfer to Nebraska and you're all Big Ten. Uh, that must have been quite a change for you to go from Tennessee up to Nebraska. Yeah, uh, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, the league is, the Big Ten overall is probably one of the best leagues in the country. And so it was, a at that time, a pretty big jump for me. You know, um, th- that, that it sounds to me like one of the turning points for you, uh, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is you're all alone in China. You um, you're with a team that is just absolutely crushing you as far as the the workouts, and you get reps upon reps upon reps. And is that a moment where you became a much better volleyball player when you did all those reps and and you were basically pushed to the limits? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think. Um... To understand volleyball, the college game is just totally different than the pro game. If you watch college and you see, you know, teams win and you just think, oh, that person will probably be a successful pro player. A lot of times it's not always the case because pro volleyball, we have six subs instead of 12. Um, In college, you see a lot of kids specializing and the ball is totally different professionally. It's very difficult to pass. Um there's just a lot of differences and so it's hard to say if people will make it and so that's why I think that year instead of going you know somewhere and maybe not playing or um, playing in a different league that year was the best thing that could have happened because I just got to really experience you know what it's like to play pro and just rep it out. Yeah so so you were in China for how long as a pro? Um, that season was about four and a half months so typically the Chinese season is um, shorter than the like European seasons. So then after that, I went to Puerto Rico to finish the year. And um, so how old were you when you're in, were you in China? I think I was 22. Wow. So 22 years old, all alone in China, looking for food, looking <laughs> for water. Uh, boy, I'll tell you that, that, that four months, uh, I bet you look back on that and, and think, hey, it's, it's kind of nice to be in Istanbul. Oh, yeah. I think that was it was my second time going back to China was a little bit more difficult because I played in Italy. I had the best year of my career and met my fiance and just had a really great life experience. And so when I went back to China, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this now. (laughs) What what cities were you in in China? I was in Beijing both times. Same team. Oh, wow. So um Beijing's kind of a big town, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very overwhelming. The like subway and traffic and all the people. There's there's a lot, but I just walk to the gym every day from my apartment. It's like a ten minute subway and then like a twenty minute walk. You know, um, when I was preparing for this interview, um, so I I love sports. I um, you know I I like watching a lot of them. I I I. I um, I like figuring out what's mentally going on with athletes. And um, 
and how they how they adapt. I mean, I, I even though some 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 of these um, uh, sports stars, they you know they look like they're done and then they come back and all that. I, I like the whole aspect of that. One of the things that really um, intrigued me about your story is that I saw that you got an award for uh, best outside hitter in 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I looked back and I saw that you had a totally different position before that. How, yeah. <laughs> how, so I, I mean, first of all, I, I really love that you're number 23. Um, and by the way, uh, MJ's, uh, the story that they did on MJ's career is coming out uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, which should be a lot of fun. Oh, but cool. you wear number 23. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Is that because of Jordan? Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with just representing Chicago and uh, my family and where I'm from. That's awesome. So tell tell us about the the change in positions because that to me is that doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, it's it's rare. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I said, with college to pro, the ball is totally different. It's difficult to pass and. Um, Passing for me is one of, uh, it's kind of like my bread and butter. That's why I get hired. Um, so going into the, so to backtrack, I played professionally in Istanbul for three years, two years with Vakif Bank. Um, and the first time I ever went to Turkey, um, I sat behind a Turkish outside who, um, it was her last year, her last pro season. She was retiring and she was pretty much the face of Turkish volleyball and one of the best players in their history. Um, so that season, I I got to play a little bit, but not in the like big matches and stuff. I, um, but I ultimately got hired back to that team and played and all the stuff. So um, going into that summer, um, coming off of not really playing, um, we went right into a tournament. I think a week after I got back, I had practiced with the national team one day, and then we went into a tournament. Um, and we ended up losing a couple games just because our passing wasn't where it needed to be. And so it kind of just fit that I went into the libero position. Um, I hadn't been hitting in matches in like six months all that much. And so um, the transition to libero was pretty easy. And so that year um, I played libero for the national team. So hold on a second. So, is this you know a lot of people don't understand volleyball but maybe they understand uh soccer so this is like a striker becoming the goalie i don't know soccer (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you it it, to me it's like or or the the i I don't know you you become like the person that tell us what a libero does yeah so your libero is your back row specialist so she focuses she can only play back row. Um, she's kind of there to play defense, uh, to pass really well, um, cover, do all the like little things. And she is the one in the other jersey color. So that's what I usually tell people. Uh, and they're typically very little. Yeah, they're, they're shorter, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very little, which I think I had back problems after that summer. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did, did you end up playing... Um libero uh on your professional team as well as the national team no so 
then I went back overseas um, to the same team, Bucket Funk, and I played outside hitter. Um, and then that was a really special year um, for me just because uh, we won the Turkish League and we just oh, we won um, Club World Championships, which is a very prestigious tournament. And um, we were we kind of were the underdogs that year. So it was yeah, a really special year, especially after coming from playing libero to going back to outside hitter. Wow. So um, tell us about your um, support system that you have back here in the States. Yeah, I have a really great support system. Um, my family is like, I couldn't ask for a better family. They just really understand what I do and they're, you know, it's not easy to miss out on all the events that we do because volleyball is probably one of the only um, sports that doesn't have an off season. We play uh, seven to eight months with our pro teams and then four, five months with the national team out in California. And then we're traveling all over the world all summer. Um, so for the last six years, I really haven't had any time off. Um, and so it's really difficult to, you know, try to see your family and they do a really great job of either, either coming overseas to see me or coming out to California when they can. Um, and they're just a big sports family. So they really understand it. And I think I can call them each about different things and just like have that outlet. Um, my dad is like, my guy, my like rock when it comes to sports and everything. So um, I kind of talk through everything with him. And then my mom is like the best to just talk about life with. And my sister also, her and her husband, Pat, are like, I couldn't ask for a better brother-in-law and my sister's amazing. So my family's really, really amazing. Um, and then uh, my fiance actually comes with me now. Um, the last two seasons, he's come to Turkey to be with me full-time. Oh, that's, that's terrific. And then, uh, so Caitlin, your sister has a little bit of a travel bug as well, huh? Yeah. I think she's been to more places than I have, which is super <laughs> annoying, but <laughs> she loves to travel and it's really, really nice when she comes to visit me. So tell, tell the listeners what, uh, about Istanbul. What, what, yeah. about, what about that? What about that city is enchanting? I love Istanbul. It's been, I played there now three years and kind of weighing my options for next year right now but um it's just a very easy life to live um as a pro athlete you know every um like seven of the 12 teams are in istanbul so like home and away games a lot of times i'm just in istanbul which is amazing um the travel isn't difficult but and the volleyball is extremely high level so you, as an athlete you get all the best things but the city itself is so much fun it's you have the european side and then you have the asian side and we live on the asian side on the water so i walk to practice every day by the sea and the people are like so kind and friendly and then we have access to like any restaurant any nightlife we want um tons of concerts it's very uh it's like in new york or chicago and so from a life standpoint we have a great life there how how old is this city I, I think it's like burial. Um, it's like one of the, wasn't it Constantinople? There's like yes. so much history. Yeah. Constance named after Constantine, the emperor Constantine. I did that. The, um, I mean, I'm a history guy. I, I, um, I've never been to Istanbul. I definitely want to go. 
I want to, I want to check it out. Uh, I want to, I want to travel throughout Turkey. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, the, the, the ancient, the ancient world, uh, Istanbul is, is one of the Eastern, you know, mastheads of the whole Eastern world. Well, the, in Istanbul, you have like the blue mosque and you have the Hagia Sophia and there's so, so much history there. Like the Hagia Sophia, um, it was everything from like a mosque to a church to a brothel, like the Vikings went through it. And like, there's a ton of history there, but one of my favorite parts of Istanbul is the coastline in Antalya. Um, it's kind of like, like a Mykonos or Greece, but just like not touristic at all because people don't really like choose to go there. I think they go more to like Greece, but the Mediterranean down there and the water is incredible. Like I love Turkey. It's, I would recommend it to everyone to go at least once. What's the, uh, what's the, the body of water that you walk along to go to, to, uh, to practice? So I think it's the Marmara Sea and then the Bosphorus Strait is um, the one that divides the continents technically. Wow. And um, do you, do you get out on the water much on, you know, boats or anything like that, or just uh, like to, like to hang out on the seashore there? Yeah. So you actually like to get to the other side, taking a ferry is very convenient because there's so much traffic in Istanbul. Uh, It can take you like, somewhere that's 10 minutes maybe like two hours if it's rush hour um so taking a ferry is like very accessible and then they have some islands you can take ferries to or even we've rented a private boat a few times just to like have friends on and like enjoy but it's really really beautiful so what is what's what does the next five or ten years look like for you what what do you what do you think are you thinking about a career in maybe coaching or or are you thinking about other stuff or you're just playing it day by day yeah um that's a very difficult question just because um i guess for us we kind of plan in four-year increments just because that's when the olympics is and so obviously this summer i was supposed to be going to japan but um so that's been postponed and i'm just excited that we'll get to play next year but yeah, as far as the Olympics go, um, I could see myself going for another one. Um, and I don't know what that looks like yet as far as like time off and um, years being played. But like 75% of me wants to go for another one. I think it's just I want to get this one out of the way kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. Where's, where is the next one after this? I think it's Paris. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, my dad's super annoying. And he's like, well, I want to go to Paris. And I was like, <laughs> well, then buy a ticket and go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I, I could see myself going for another one. I could also see myself just playing pro and enjoying my summers um, just because I haven't had that time with family or um, my fiance. But yeah, I think the next five years, I'll probably be playing pro um, beyond that. I'm not entirely sure. I know that I want to do something with travel and I would love to do something with um, a creative element to it. So I think that's a lot of what I'm doing with the blog and the YouTube and like my photography and stuff is just kind of sharpening those skills so that um, when it does come time to retire, I'll be ready for it. Yes. And 
is is what's the best way to to follow you um on uh social media um probably instagram uh k robin 32 is my instagram and then i always put up the links for like if i do put out a youtube video or an article or something like that but if you're looking for like games and volleyball and the national team and all that stuff it's on my instagram and then um the, the other stuff the uh the stuff that, you know, who you are as a person outside of sports, um, the cooking, the, the recipes, the traveling is, is uh, wh- where's the best way to follow you on that? Um, probably YouTube. It's uh, I'm in the process. I think it's Kelsey Robinson now, just because I kind of fully took that back from Brian, my fiance. I, um, I wanted those skills to be mine. So I'm like learning how to read. I'm really teaching myself how to edit and do all that stuff. But um, I keep a lot of life things on that, like travel. And like, if I go somewhere, I'll do like 48 hours in Prague or things like that. So what, how long do uh, professional volleyball players play um, age wise, typically? Um, I think it's just different. If you are Italian and you live in Italy and play in the Italian league, you can play forever. Like, I've seen girls up to like 40 playing. Um, Yeah. And then same in Turkey. I know somebody who's like 35 playing and stuff. But I think for Americans and foreigners, it's a little bit difficult and more challenging just because, like I said, we don't have an off season and we give up our family and our life here um, to go do that. And so at some point it does become taxing. And I think I've told my sister maybe a hundred times that I'm quitting. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, so probably like depending like anywhere from like 28 to like 32, you'll see girls yeah. retiring from for, being a foreigner. And then, then you can start the, the fun life maybe, huh? Funner life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the stuff that you're doing now that the, and, and your expertise, I mean, you definitely, uh, have lived a, a, a lot of life in your your young life. I uh, this has been a great time to to talk to you, and um, I wish you the best down the road. I um, I don't know when all of this madness with this pandemic is going to pass. Uh, yeah, and I hope and hope and pray that it does pass quickly, for especially for you know everybody that's. Um, I I feel so horrible for all these restaurants and hotels and airlines and everybody that's been hit by this yeah i think like even when i think from a personal personal standpoint like oh this is happening to me and you know i had to come home from my league and all these things and i just think about the fact that like we're all in it everyone is and i think that's the the small comfort is that we're all going through this together and i think whatever happens the world will be a better place in the end but Right now, it's just a mess, and it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't think of a better ambassador for the United States than you to be there in uh, Istanbul. And and I know that you're the first to the gym, the last one to leave. And and uh, I know that uh, that we're all um, praying for the world to to get better and that yeah. we move on from this. So, um, but thank you so much for for joining us. And it was. More than a pleasure to to visit with you, Kelsey. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. All right, we'll talk again soon. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to the opening statement with Joe Shannon. 
You can find us on the internet at shannonlawgroup.com or telephone our office at 312-578-9501. Have a terrific day.